This is The Midnight Club, a podcast for Athenas and Clydesdales and the rest of us that, when we come in last, it's still coming in first. Welcome back to the Midnight Club. I'm joined once again with my co-host, K-Tip, Kelly Tipple. What Kelly, up? how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad to hear that. Why, thank you. It's good to be back. It's been a while since it's been the two of us. It is. Because I had a chance to speak with Michael Villacarlos and then Kyle Keys. Michael Villacarlos is the one who did Iron Man Florida. And then Kyle has his basketball gym, actually in Woodenville. But I wanted to talk to him because I felt like he has a lot of good things that are just applicable. It's applicable advice to any athlete out there. And uh, did you get a chance to listen? I did. What did you think? It was inspiring. Very okay. Well, I thought so, too. Mm-hmm. Very interesting about what drives a person. A lot of times it's tenacity over talent. Um, proper training over talent that can and especially passion that carries you pretty far um but it doesn't mean that you and i have been without adventure because what's uh happened in the meantime or during that time i guess i should say a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i think you know where we left off we still hadn't gone to ironman mexico cozumel we had not no and uh that was quite an adventure. It was. It was a whirlwind and an adventure. And it tested every single one of my anxieties all in one. This is very true. And and when she says whirlwind, there is a set of advice that I have for anybody going. Actually, a few different sets of advice, I guess. Um, but it was crazy just getting to it. Um, so we thought maybe we'd talk a little bit about that. And specifically what some of that advice would be. Uh, where do you want to start Start this, Kelly? Hmm. At the beginning, Clinton. Well, <laughs> my mom and dad met in Salt Lake City in 1965. Not How that, about the beginning not, of not far Mexico? Back. Beginning of Mexico. Okay. I guess a good way to put it is what I had anticipated, what we had planned and what had transpired and kind of getting more familiar with, I guess, the country of Mexico, uh, maybe how to overcome some of those things. So, well, and even getting there, because really, well, that's part of it. We were, yeah, we were kind of playing a game of chicken with Iron Man because they had canceled all the things except for Mexico. <laughs> yeah. And one thing we'll point it into it, I think a lot of the athletes that were there kept thinking it was going to get canceled we and so it it's really canceled. tough to mentally prepare train transport everything when you don't know for sure if it's going to happen because the previous week iron man uh, arizona got canceled and the week after consumel iron man texas got canceled mm-hmm. but what we had decided to do is fly into cancun rent a vehicle we were taking both of our bicycles it was really tough to get a bike 
Uh, I mean, I could have gotten a bike, but get the bike that I would need for the course in Cozumel. So we, we brought our bikes down there. But the idea is that we'd run an SUV and then we would spend one night in Playa del Carmen. And then the next day um, we would take there's there's so there are passenger ferries that go from Cancun to Cozumel. Is that what that was? No. Well, eventually Cozumel or Cancun to Cozumel passenger only ferries. We went to Playa del Carmen because there is a ferry in which you can put your vehicle on. And that's the only place you can put the car on. Uh, looking at the website, a little bit of lexical ambiguity because it says reservations cannot be made um, 24 hours in advance. Made it seem like more than 24 hours in advance. Come to find out it's reservations need to be made up until 24 hours in advance. Within 24 hours of advance, no reservations. Um, so we... When we did land in Cancun. After it, I had e actually emailed, gone back and forth with the Iron Man because our governor had put us on lockdown again with no travel. And so just making sure if we could transfer, if that was even a thing, again, thinking that this thing was going to get shut down. And they were like, fuck you. <laughs> uh, in Espanol, that would be uh, Chinga tu Madre, I believe. Uh, here's the one thing that I realize you got to look at how do these are also split up because you could transfer within Ironman North America. Technically speaking, Mexico is part of North America. However, I think that's actually grouped differently. So I thought I could have transferred. Actually, originally I thought I could have transferred from Mount Treblanc up in Canada down to, to Cozumel, but you can't. Um, so no transfers. You have, you know, you're stuck with this race. One of the few races that actually was going to be put on that year. A um, little bit of an adventure getting our vehicle. Uh, something else. Uh, something we'll mention it, put a pin in this, but uh, Hertz apparently outsources their Hertz name and their brand to other car companies. So I rented what I thought was going to be a $450 vehicle. The guy told me that it was going to be an, like, no matter what, you can't waive a $26 a day fee for certain insurances. So I thought, okay, fine, here, just give me my vehicle. We go to Playa del Carmen, we stay in this resort. And then when I realized I could not make reservations, the boat was supposed to leave the next day at 11 a.m. When we got there, it then said that the boat was actually leaving at 1.30 p.m. And then we, we got to the line for the ferry and it was long. It was like, you know, where you see refugees trying to get into one country into another. And then someone came to us and said that without reservations, especially, but regardless that the next ship actually would be going at 6 PM. And this is on, uh, this is actually on the Friday, Friday before, cause we, we were anticipating taking the ferry and getting to Ironman by 5 PM in order to be able to check in on time. Because with the Ironman, you always have to, uh, check in pack two days, packet pickup pick two days in advance. And as Kelly knows, uh, if you are a minute late, uh, I mean, they'll probably grant you a gift you a minute with a little bit of grace. But if you get there after they're closed, there's no like calling the race director and be like, Hey man, I knew my packet. Cause they'd be like, um, you know what? You've known about this for a year in advance. Fuck off. A lot of fuck they like to going say fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, to go from Seattle to Whistler, 
can be because uh, Kelly was signed up for that Iron Man. It can be anywhere from four, five, sometimes five and a half hours. It took you almost Seven eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And so she got there at it was it was too late and it was still two days in advance. No, no understanding. No grace. That wasn't the only athlete. That so, yeah, ended up getting the shit. So I was worried. You're, I'm stressed. I'm like, we need to get there. So what we decided to do is drive because this is actually south of Playa del Carmen, drive back to Playa del Carmen, find a ferry, take the passenger ferry, go over. So it was stressful to find a parking place. Oh, but we found you found the nicest parking garage in town, which was just a normal parking lot with a like makeshift fence around it. And you're like, well, this is the parking garage, which, again, we're in Mexico and word we know no one and you just hand off you know park the car we're on our way we leave the rental car we ditched the rental car we ditched it but the funny thing is is i had tried to talk to hertz ahead of time because there's a hertz there if i could park their own vehicle at their place and that they said seems like no. the right thing to do i thought for sure we'd keep their car <laughs> protected and they said no and at the same time they also said um ferry's not running today no ferry we kept hearing that over and, and here's over. one thing i've definitely noticed in mexico even if you talk to employees of the same company it can be the same restaurant same hotel whatever one employee might not know what the other one's doing or what your place can do so they said no ferry ferry was running we saw lots of people go into the ferry um you could be it it doesn't matter just there are so many instances in this trip where one person said no you can't do that when you very well could or you could do something when you can't so definitely keep that in mind um so we went ahead and we had to haul our bikes over big cobblestone cobblestone we had to wait easily a couple hours uh to get on the ferry here's another tidbit there there were two long long lines like one long line probably a couple hours to buy your tickets and another long line of two hours to get on the ferry midway through i realized hey let me buy these tickets on my phone and then we'll go back to the ticketed line and that worked out we were able to get on a ferry that was the was the two o'clock ferry Mm -hmm. correct um but what had happened is a lot of people that were there they were trying to actually take the ferry over from that wednesday on so there are no ferries on wednesday no ferries on thursday and we've come to find out later on we found out that they had just opened the island they had been on shutdown for covid for over a month and they had opened it up for that weekend i believe for iron man well not just that there was also a big storm the tropical i think it's status tropical storm it might have become a hurricane category one that hit new orleans uh so if you remember hearing about any tropical storms or uh, hurricanes that hit louisiana in november it had just passed through and so so also the seas were a little little rough a little well, rough enough that they wouldn't run the ships that day. We still had an adventure when we got on the ship. But that's the thing. Just everyone was trying to get there Wednesday. Nope, ferry's not going. Why? Well, the seas are rough. So again, a lot of stressed out athletes, a lot of stressed out triathletes trying to get there. Um, yeah, throw a bunch of A-time personality, a bunch of triathletes trying to get onto a boat. Nobody knows what they're doing. Everybody's got their goddamn bikes. It was a total nightmare. It was monsooning and then blazing hot and then monsooning again. And we're just like cattle. And that, yeah, yeah you get that type of temperament. You know, actually, everybody was pretty 
decent till we got on the bike and people started hearing their bikes rattling around in cargo. But anyways. Oh, one thing I was curious about while I was in line, I felt like almost everybody doing the Iron Man were wearing Iron Man uh, paraphernalia, Iron Man, Arizona, Iron Man, Timbuktu, Iron Man, you know, span away Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just wearing regular Joe clothes. And so I wasn't quite sure. Is that the kind of thing where you, when you're like an Iron Man person, do I need to be wearing my Iron Man gear? Another I mean, thing I thought was really interesting, people waiting in line to get on a ferry, presumably to go to the hotel, where are they actually uh, they're their, their try outfit? <laughs> like, okay, is this lady going to hop, like maybe swim it and hop on a bike? Uh, so I, I, I wasn't sure. It's kind of, uh, there's this unwritten rule, I guess, that when you say when you go to a concert, you can wear a concert t-shirt, but you can't wear a concert t-shirt of the band you're seeing. I don't know why, but it's very, very customary to still wear a concert t-shirt of another band. So I wasn't sure. Maybe if someone knows, go ahead and email me um, and let me know what, what, what the thing is. If I'm on my way to an Iron Man, am I supposed to wear Iron Man gear? Can it be the Iron Man event I'm attending? I don't know. No, I just I don't know. I, it just felt what like everybody is. had Iron Man. Stuff. I'm sure that everybody who was wearing Iron Man probably thinks that they have earned it, which they have. I have not completed an Iron Man. So, you know, who am I? I mean, you can definitely pick them out of a bunch, <laughs> probably in normal clothes, who's wearing those and who isn't. But, hey, you know, if they've completed an Iron Man and they want to fucking wear their diaper shorts and spandex all weekend long, then more power to them. I was distracted by my overwhelming sense to vomit. So, you know. <laughs> Waiting for the ferry or on the ferry? Both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Waiting for the ferry, definitely. And then on the ferry, the first thing that they did was hand out barf bags. So... Yes, yes. We knew we were in for the, for some So when we fun. finally got on, it is incredibly stormy. Uh, my well, my dad has a 24-foot Bayliner cabin cruiser, and there is no way he would take that out. And I'm pretty sure most most pleasure crafts yachts probably wouldn't have gone out on these conditions. And so we, we crowd in the middle. Barf bags are, handed, you know, are being handed out. And I, I've only been seasick maybe twice in my life, and I grew up boating with my dad. And we are going, we're going back and forth so much that water is coming in the ship on both sides. Before we even began, there was a poor lady that was just trying to get to her five-year-old daughter. And I was in complete panic attack. I mean, with two kids. She was I, crying because she, she wanted her daughter to, to join her. Thank goodness that I think daughter was with dad. Ended up that daughter so. was with someone, but she was making it seem like... She had gotten somehow she gotten was down in Sally line. Field, not without my daughter. <laughs> yes. And I was just about to get up and be like, hey, take my seat and just get off. Maybe go grab this kid and throw it on the boat. But they were like, um, no, But luckily when she it. sat down, like, well, they'll catch the next one. Like, yeah. Okay. No. Again, uh, fairy times might not be. Next one might not be, uh, you know, within Ever. 45 minutes. And I guess I do need to say... Um, Kelly and I, we live in Washington state, which has the nation's largest ferry service and it keeps getting rated most reliable. So there are ferries going all the time and you can pretty much count on them like, well, you can count on them like clockwork. They do get delayed, but you get on. If you have a reservation. Well, for sure, if you have a reservation, even if you don't and you get in line for a two o'clock and there's a three and a four, you're going to get on the four o'clock. It's not this, hey, there's a ferry running today. 
it's probably you show up for the 11 a.m. and maybe you'll make the 6 p.m. So that's a whole different stress that I just wasn't ready for. But as these waves are going back and forth and water's coming onto the ship, I turn around and because most of us had those soft shell or even hard shell tri-bike bags with wheels, I look and you see all the bikes going to one end of the ship, water comes in. All the bikes go to the other end of the ship, water comes in. And when I did, uh, when I got back, even back to the States, even after the competition, there were a lot of bolts and whatnot rusted and just you know areas of seawater on the bags and on the bike. And so that was an adventure. Um, and I guess I'll just say now, coming back, when we caught it, the ship, we caught what was supposed to be the 11.30 a.m. Another piece of advice that I did read online, buy your tickets one way. Because there are two ferries that go from Playa del Carmen to Cozumel. And some days one service is going, the other's not. So if you buy a round-trip ticket and you go to use it on the day you're coming back, Tell you're screwed you. because they might not be going. So sure enough, the boat service that we took over wasn't running that day the boats were there why are they not going no eh, just goes the other one's going <laughs> and the 11 a.m ended up going at 12 30 p.m and then there was somebody that we talked to who was trying to get back to denver his flight i believe was from cancun at 4 p.m i think so my advice if you can it's going to be more expensive but trust me on this it would be such a load off your your shoulders if you can fly directly into can or to Cozumel and what even if you have to transfer wherever you are if mm -hmm. you're coming from even international if you can transfer and fly at the airport directly in Cozumel life will be so much easier for you even if you plan on and going to, to Tulum fly to from Playa to Cozumel because we were freaking out because of the ferries who were trying to charter a plane there's a problem with that too uh, it was maybe, I think, a couple hundred to fly from Playa del Carmen to Cozumel, but you... The weight of the bike. It, right. The yeah, weight and the dimensions. Right. You could not take your bike. So if you're traveling with your bike, you can't go, well, I'll just go ahead and take this little passenger plane over because your luggage is too big. But even if you say you land and you're going to take some time ahead of time, maybe mm -hmm. after the race... It's still easier if all your stuff is on the island of Cozumel. Absolutely. And, and then you can still take that airplane if you don't want to bother with the ships. Take the plane. Um, then you have to worry about luggage or passenger fare. You're not worried about your bike falling. That's one thing, too. I really thought sweetness was going to fall off. In he my, calls this bike sweetness. Because she is, she is sweet. She carries me through. She is a needy bitch. That, too. But, hey, you know what? It's okay. In the end, it worked out all right. But I didn't want to lose her in the ocean. So that's my number one advice is if you can, by all means, fly into Cozumel. I assure you, whoever's listening to this and goes to go to Ironman, you're going to be like, well, it's so much cheaper. It looks like it's easier to go to Cancun. Don't be a cheap ass. Yeah, or, or Pay the extra pennies. Yes, you <laughs> will trust me on this. And even if you still do it anyway, you're going to still wish you'd just gone directly to Cozumel. Um, and then the other thing was as far as just buying one-way tickets for what ferry services are going. So, Or just booking a ferry and if you have to take a car, make sure you make your reservations in advance. Right. And I guess I can mention this now also. And speak it, Spanish. If you can. Don't be a dumb American. Yeah, there were enough people that spoke English. Now, granted, uh, one of the biggest lines, wherever you were, they'd see your bracelet, whatever hotel you're staying at, and be like... Hello, I know you from the Royal Palace. And I guess enough people will stop and like, you know me? Um, 
So they know that in English. Just know that's they're going to fall for that. And if you wear anything identifying where you're from, that also is going to be something that people are going to come and like, hey, oh, Washington, Seattle, Mariners are great. Which is also, it's just Mexico. Just know people are going to be selling you stuff constantly. And that's fine. Um, but with the vehicle, so we rented this car. When I went to go turn it back in, they wanted to charge me almost $900. And that's not at all what we had agreed on. And uh, actually, this is where Spanish would have helped out. Because when the guy told me, okay, $26 a day additional. So for five days, attacked on the 450 here, sign right here. I go ahead and sign it. And even when I showed on the reservation from Hertz, didn't matter. You didn't care. So I, because by the time I add up taxes and everything on top of it, almost $900. And when I got back and I called Hertz and their customer service, they said, well, because that's essentially, and we, we've outsourced that. They're not actually Hertz. We can't do anything. They said, fuck you. Again, fuck you. It's again, fuck off. That, that, that's the, that's, I think that's the theme of 2020. Fuck off. 2020, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, and then another thing, I went and they topped off my, uh, you know, I filled up my gas tank. And when I got back, I noticed the charge was $299 for me to top off the gas tank to take it in. Like, huh, this doesn't, this tank doesn't even hold enough for that. Um, and another trick in the book, I guess, is to not reset the meter when you fill up. And um, so when you go ahead and top off, you might have actually put in 20 gallons, but the meter is still like, this is part what I'm reading. The reader still meet, reading what was there before. Oh, that's right. So you pay the person in. Uh, no, no, I paid him with a credit card. However, it's done. I was reading this as common scam. So I had to call my bank for both. Uh, overpaying for the gas and hurts and just made a dispute on the credit card. So another thing I I had been thinking is it probably would have been easier to still, even if I did fly into, or in the future, if you do fly Cancun, just rent a vehicle, get a vehicle, take it directly to your resort, take it directly to wherever, because you're still going to save money as far as gas and renting a car, uh, you know, as opposed to, um, you know, as opposed to just renting it and doing what, well, and we had ditched ours because we took the passenger ferry because we had wanted to drive around Cozumel. We really didn't use the car hardly at all, but I've been on many adventure. And the last time Kelly and I were in Mexico, we had rented a car and had a chance to see a lot of Mexico off the beaten path. And in case people wonder why we rented this in the first place, I like to be able to go where I want, when I want. And we had um, a lot of shit, you know, you got to have a place for all your stuff, especially if it's stuff that you need for like a race you you want it all together if you're not going straight to your hotel very true very true um so the race itself um i guess we can get to that next i had thought i had read about that the at least everything about it seemed like it was this just tropical uh paradise and uh use fart no, I didn't just fart. Oh, okay. Jesus. Um, they... <laughs> this is what I'm dealing with over here. Good well, God. True. I probably just did. Um, that the the swimming, you're going to have your fastest time, that it's flat for the bike. And when you get to the run, the run, you go through downtown and that's flat. Everything about it seemed like, hey, this is a very fast course. They lie. 
They, yeah, which I've realized almost every I, I'm actually wondering, is there really a quote unquote easy Ironman course? Because maybe one course doesn't have elevation, but it's going to have something else. that's a pain in the I heard ass. Arizona is pretty, pretty spectacular. Maybe then probably is going to be hot for me because I overheat. Yeah. So I was fully ready for this kick ass swim. But then everybody has started talking to. And one thing that Kelly alluded to this earlier, how. Even if someone doesn't have an Ironman shirt, you can generally tell that they're a triathlete. Uh, people can't when they see me. No one guesses that I can run 50 meters, let alone, you know, 50 miles or anything like that. That's why you got and, the Ironman tattoo. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Even then, people wonder if it's just like a Fisher Price toy or something that I decided to put on my my right calf. Um, but I've noticed at least the other Ironman, Ironman events I've gone to. I feel like you can see that it's the whole people of all walks of life, all different physiques, all different fitness levels. No, everybody looked like they were incredibly kick-ass shape and ready to qualify for the Olympics or all finish under 10 hours. Um, and I wasn't sure if it's just a combination of the the casual people that didn't want to show up and the hardcore people that wanted to sure, you know, for sure fit in an Ironman race this year. Or what, but it just anecdotally, it seemed like I was everyone looked just incredibly ripped, cut, like they do triathlons every other day. It definitely seemed as though it was the the creme de creme, the ones that were just itching to get an Ironman in this year. Everything had been canceled, and you're gonna take those extra steps and spend the extra money and not care about COVID, all the things that are going to, yeah. and be, you know, they had just had a tropical storm. I mean, all these things just to get to cause them. And out. up until race day, they wondered if they were going to cancel the swim. Mm -hmm. But one guy there was from France. Um, I heard this from someone else I was on the running course with who they had shut down where he lived by within one kilometer. So he couldn't leave a one kilometer radius. So he was able to get an exemption through his work to get to Spain. And so he had to go to Spain and catch a plane from Spain to, you know, Cozumel, Cancun, wherever he landed to. And so people had to get really creative yeah, to get there, but he was dedicated. Making the, you're not doing the extra steps to take what it took to get there with the unknown, unless you are an elite athlete. Right. A weekend and then there's warrior. me. <laughs> there's <laughs> Kelly and I showing up. So, um, I it also in talking to people, another reason why, and it makes sense too. But I guess Cozumel, they make a lot of their money. I feel like the whole place just thrives on tourism. No cruise ships, even up until the time we were there, I believe, uh, had come to Cozumel, so they really had nothing. They were yearning for for some money to come in, which is more than understandable. And everybody there, it was still mask up, keep your distance. Yeah, everybody was. So I felt like everybody was pretty compliant Absolutely. to what, what most most people are used to. But, you know, back to the course, as I was talking to people, everyone kept talking about these headwinds on the east end of the island. Um, and how, like, actually a couple people, their, their first time doing it, couldn't complete it because of these headwinds. Well, apparently the headwinds were even faster because of that tropical storm that was going through. So I'm like, huh, headwinds. Okay, we'll see how this is going to go. Um, and then it was really my first time doing, um, actually, it's my first time doing any lengthy swim in op in the ocean. Because um, all the other events I've done have always been lakes and rivers. 
Well, and I think that we need to put up a video of us getting on the ferry to really, I mean, there's, unless you're there, it is so hard to describe how choppy the goddamn ocean was. Huge, huge swells. Yeah, and absolutely. winds, how, I mean, the winds that, I mean, they got better the day of the Iron Man for sure, but it had to have been 25, 30 miles an hour. Oh, oh, easily. It's the kind that uh, if anyone's been on at least a Washington State Ferry, but the kind of winds where you can lean in and you feel like you're doing a 45 degree angle. And pissing rain. And it was nuts. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, so I, I, but I still was very, very excited for the, for the swim. Um, although the, the little ocean cove by the hotel we had, that one was a lot more choppy, a lot more rocks, a lot more everything um, than what the actual course was. Um let me just cut to the chase here. I didn't do the goddamn Iron Man. I I had decided once we got on the ferry that if the swim wasn't canceled, there's no way in bloody hell I was swimming in that ocean. And then I was the next morning. I'm like, you know what? It seems a little bit better. The rain's gone. Let's try this. And there was a really beautiful cove where people were out practicing. And I went out and maybe did. I didn't think I did 500 meters like. I was sucking water and I said, okay, well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the kind of thing for me that easy to go to take a, a breath, you know, water comes in or as you go to swim, all of a sudden your, your hand just met with a wave, um, which probably just sounds normal to certain people, the ocean. But when I was on the Ironman uh, the next day, none of that. It was, right. it was Even easier. exhausting, right? I did. I did. Yeah. So when it came time to to jump in that part, it, you do have the swells, but it's nice, easy going, just easy flowing swells. Um, so the swim actually was incredible. Um, Your no, fastest time. Fastest time ever. So normally, I, in fact, when I attempted to do the Tippleman um, last summer, those would be episodes uh, two and three. I believe maybe one and two um my 2.5 miles was almost two hours it was like an hour 58 um very very slow um when i did the iron man maryland they um they <laughs> my iron man <clears throat> when i did the iron man maryland it was an hour 33 and um when i did this i Cruising along, nice swells. Uh, you could actually see the ocean bottom, see stingrays. You see scuba divers hanging out, waving at you. Uh, but my time was actually an hour 16. So yeah, for me, that's just lightning fast. It was it was amazing. Um, I've found in pretty much any triathlon, when you, that transition from going from the swim to the bike, that's usually when I feel the best. You're like, hey, this is awesome. I finished the swim. Here we go. You're feeling zestfully clean, ready to, to rock and roll, got on the bike. And um, when I go to take off, and for the longest, the, the first uh, upwards of 25, 30 miles, my goal was to average uh, 16 miles an hour. Because if I average 16 miles an hour, I will finish the bike in seven hours, which would give me plenty of time, even if I just struggle and suck ass, suck ass on the run, which... I always will struggle and suck ass on the run. Um, I was over 20 miles an hour at first and not really making much effort. It wasn't like I was overly exerting myself. So I had felt like at least. Um, one thing I didn't 
noticed though with a lot of the uh, aid stations, there some aid stations was just Gatorade and water they hand you. Others what were bananas, but they didn't have the wide array of what you're used to. And then instead of goo, they went local, which was great, but it was this Mexican type of goo, but it really just seemed like, how would you describe it, Kelly? Because it, it gave you some. Jam. It was like jam, it was, but, like, but it was like not a funky like a jam. good jam, like a fig jam. And that was all they really had. Um, one thing that was, I feel like most races you show up and you forget something. I forgot my Garmin that mounts on my X tube. That I, I do have my Garmin wristwatch, but I like to have the speed and everything in front of me. But I had forgotten my X tube, my uh, yeah, the X tube that where you could be in your arrow position and keep yourself hydrated which makes a world of difference to me because just the amount of time it takes for me to reach for the water bottle below and you slow down, it, it, it throws me off a lot. So anyway, there is nothing more elating than hauling ass and doing so much better than you'd expected. And then there's nothing more defeating <laughs> to suddenly look down and realize, oh shit, I am averaging way less than where I need to be. So these headwinds, especially I, I guess in that this particular time where gusts were in the th over 30 miles an hour at times. And it, it is just nuts. And that part of the Island, there's trees where they're permanently growing at a 90 degree angle. That's how fast it is. And that's part of the challenge of the course. And you have to do this three times. So first time I had struggled. And then when I got time, you know, for the second one, I, I was almost down to, let's say at 15 miles an hour. And so for, when you when you do the math of it, if you're averaging even just 15 miles an hour as opposed to 16, that's now seven and a half miles an hour. If you're doing 14 miles an hour, that's now eight eight hours to finish the whole thing. So each mile an hour is about a half hour uh, extra that you're adding on to the bike time. And so I I actually then just got really really shaky. I I've done this enough to recognize when I'm getting heat stroke. Um, because then I'm just nauseated, really disoriented, really dizzy. Um, and then it started raining and at first I was nervous, but the rain was a godsend cause it cooled me off. Um, and I kind of got a, I, a second win from that. But then when I did see Kelly after the second loop, I did, there, I thought there's no way in hell I am making this third loop. And I just told her, Hey, I don't think I have this in me. No, you just said I need to keep going and kept going. No, I remember saying, I don't think I have another. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, I, I heard you say, and you actually looked pretty strong. Oh, you were I like, said, I don't have a third loop in me. I'm going to keep gonna going. I'm going to keep going. And so I I just, I mean, I struggled. And it, I, I mean, by the time I got to the end, it was the, when I say disorienting, it's just like, I think I turned here. I think, where am I? What's my name? I mean, it's just nuts. And then you did see me when I finished the bike. Mm -hmm. You and, looked really strong. I had been there for a while and I had seen people legs buckle underneath them i had seen almost crashed a couple dropped. times and kelly you did say you saw some people crashing you did you said the I've bike seen, portion people it, were yeah a lot of people dropped out i see i saw people crash i witnessed um a handful of people drop out um yeah it was brutal and again these are these all every single person it was like going to a Miss America <laughs> contest for triathletes. Like everyone just looks like they're at Kona. So yeah. it was, it was really humbling for me to see these, these athletes that probably this was their year and they probably thought that they were going to do really well, you know, with the course right. and, and their dreams were wrecked early on for sure. 
Oh, absolutely. Oh, even for me, I, there was zero part of me that didn't think I was going to complete it that day when I had started. And then for the bike, I thought, I don't care if it takes the, the remainder of the time, like until they kick me off, I'm just, I'm finishing the bike. Kelly, while I was out and about in the course, trying to tackle those headwinds, anything that you saw, what, what was it like for a spectator on the course? Well, the nice thing is, is that the course went right by our hotel, which made it lovely. I had about an hour, now 90 minutes between loops for the most, well, a couple hours between loops. <laughs> and so it's I a little would, bit longer toward the end. Right? I would go run the and then make sure I got back <laughs> and then come out in time for him to come through. And last time he came through, there was this chick out there and this guy who had been ahead of him um you know each time but just by like five minutes and uh he stops and his girlfriend's not happy i think she even had drink in hand like just he had ruined her day (laughs) by the beach and they were like they were fighting to the point where like okay this is it and he's just pleading with her like you knew what this was we're here and i think she was just upset that this was going to be an all-day event and i think that uh she did not want to be a part of spectating (laughs) this event the age gap seemed a little a little uh well, I kept one thinking, what did she expect? She knew this is an Iron Man, not know. not a couch to 5K. Maybe or, she uh, just wanted to stay by the pool. Maybe he, I don't know. All I know is my guess is they left separately. And then also, I and got didn't to. Didn't you say that she asked, like, she was still in the bike course, like, well, can you just stop and come Yeah, no, hotel? she was full on, like, <laughs> wanted to go yeah. tour the island together, and he's in the middle of an Iron Man. It was pretty awesome. Um, and then I also got to witness people eating it right and left on the bike, mm. right in front of our hotel. One guy reached down for a water bottle and then that was just it. I, and I, then I almost a, did that. Another guy, his water bottle, the Gatorade that they gave you guys like fell out and he like, I think he was just tired cause he, he's clipped in he's not bending down to get it, but it was just enough to throw him off and it took two people out behind him. Um, but it was really cool to see how fast people can get back on these things and just keep going oh yeah um, which which was super impressive yeah i almost ate it trying to get a water bottle uh trying to get a water bottle and hitting a big ass little reflector thing in the road and then i was passing somebody and someone was trying to pass me and my front tire almost hit his rear derailleur and we both would have totally crazy. It's like, it, it's so. like racing cars. Yeah. It's nuts. I also saw somebody almost eat it, um, by having to avoid an iguana, which is probably not something you get at other Iron Man. No, but if you see an iguana, do you go for the tail knowing that even if you sever it, the iguana tail can grow Does back? Does it grow back or is that that's, like that's a what I've heard. chameleon thing? I, I don't know. I we we should. I don't know. You you were a zoologist. I will, uh, you know. We didn't cover iguanas, although we covered <laughs> starfish. So I I will put that in the show notes. <laughs> but it would make sense. Go for the tail. Don't go for the head. Don't kill the iguana. Just clip it. Just just clip it. Um, clip and tail. also when like the bike, it I had never seen such wounded soldiers going into the run transition. It was weird. Because mm. I've now, this is the third Ironman that I've been in all of your transition areas. And it, it, yeah, people were hardly getting unclipped. 
um, like the, the volunteers had to help some people just get into the transition area. I saw some people just quit right there. It was, you could tell the, that they'd been through it. So you actually were other than, yeah, you know, I, speaking I don't know how I got shoes on and kept going because I, I didn't think I literally did not think I had enough in me for the third loop of the bike. I mean, I just like that at that point, it was pure determination because my I was just spent body just shot. It was just funny so. that you even said that you were like, I don't think I have it in me. All I heard was I, I you know, whatever you were like, I, I need to keep going. And so I was like, oh, yeah, he's rocking it hard. <laughs> no, I was because and this can be a good and bad thing when on the east side of the island, all the wind that we're talking about, there are like two buildings that are restaurants, no houses. And I even thought like, OK, if I get to the point where I just can't go, um, I'll just call Kelly or GPS. Look at the phone. Shit, no service or anything. Mm-hmm. So then you just know. The only way you're even getting out of this thing is to get to the transition area. Well, and it was um, hot too. So when you blew by me that last time, I was like, "Oh, he's he must be really strong." Because I had ice, I had ice water, I had you know, the, I always bring snacks. The biggest <laughs> things I struggle with: headwind, but more than anything, heat. It's it just heat. I'm just I'm a I'm a big dude. I sweat even in my office when I'm just sitting down and working on a patient uh, and I just can sweat and I need the air conditioner on. My staff hates it. Uh, I always tell them tough titties, put on some clothes or something just so I'm not sweating profusely. And so that's just such a struggle. No, Uh, (laughs) one of our first times together, we were in Mexico at Sayulita or where were we? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sayulita. And we went on this like beach stroll uncomfortable beat stool together and uh by the time we got back poor clint like he was sweating in the car with the air conditioning on before we even got there and then we take this little stroll while my sister and our friend is you know getting drinks whatever and i (laughs) he looked like um like ben stiller from a long game poly (laughs) It was bad. Just, I mean, his shirt, you could have wrung it out. And he's just, oh, my God, I wanted to Which, die uh, for him. No joke. I, I Sometimes I get to that point where uh, I, I literally can not take my shirt off and wring it out. You know, and we're still in the stage out. of our relationship where, you know, we're trying to like. Yeah, you're trying to like, don't don't let him see your, your weak side. Oh, my God. Uh, I can handle it. I'm I just fine. thinking like, just okay, smile yeah, through this it. guy, this guy. And every every time since, especially in Iron Man's, you know. You're still, you still do it for me, but yeah, no, the heat is definitely, definitely a thing for you. I think that you and, and, uh, Alice, my daughter would be perfectly happy in Alaska. Yes. Wrangling I agree, which is actually why, no joke, I I keep meaning to go to the, uh, Seattle open water swimmers and the just cold ass Puget Sound, but there's, um, I keep forgetting the name of it, Kelly, the Iron, maybe it's an Iron, no, it's more than an Ironman distance, but it's in Norway. And oh, you jump the, off a ferry. Uh, Norseman. And the Norseman. It seems like a pain in the ass, but when I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, good, no heat. Give me that. I mean, hell, even the other night when I went to go, usually about every 10 miles, I have a three liter pack with me. In the summertime, if, 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 uh, if it's any semblance of heat at all, I usually go through about three liters in 10 miles. What um, I tell you, I went through one. In, yeah. in 10 miles the other night so it's just a, it's just a lot easier for me and when i say easy like easier on the the heat aspect not that any of the stuff's easy so um you know you mentioned transitions it, it was also a very 
unique transition uh how they had it set up on the course i'm used to at least all the triathlon courses i've done including the other ironman courses everything's pretty much in the same area transition Mm -hmm. one transition two and then the finish line well no in this case you it was really weird because the previous day you take your bike down to transition one and then you had had to take a cab to go up to take my running shoes to transition two and then even the next day you take a bus down to transition one but then you have to take another bus you pump up your tires make sure you're fine to where the swim starts so where you start in the swim where you finish the swim getting your bike where you and then transition two, where you finish your bike go run and then the finish line all completely in different areas and spread out enough to where you essentially would have to take a cab yeah, i mean the like finish line is usually like what it's for the last couple and even like whistler it was like a mile away yeah it's at least but right there you can go get like your stuff everything was so so yeah. separated so yeah it was crazy and then also just being a spectator usually you know there's tons of people who want to see the athletes compete of course but with covid they had it blocked off and so we could not see the swim at all um i saw you first time i saw you is when you came out of the shoe with your bike um and even then they were shooing people off as soon as they you know saw their athlete they're like okay get the fuck out of here um so that was definitely different why'd you laugh I'm just because in my mind, that's like, oh, that's when I'm like, hey, all right, kick ass swim. Here I go on my bike. There's Kelly. Give it the point. Here we have to it. Rock and roll. Ready to fire. I think you even gave me like the, the traditional like. Oh, yeah. The, no. the Clinton I was like, here we go. Way. Pretty sweet. And, pretty and sweet. This poor lady before you, she her tire blew like straight out of the transition. At least it was there, not, you know, middle nowhere. I don't know what the rules are about helping her she didn't have a patch kit or anything like a two kit um but they were sure taking their sweet time and she was not happy about it she was still there when you blew by oh geez well I, i've seen race people help but i don't even know can you have a spectator help you can you have another race I participant i got I gotta double I check on snuck that in because you know they they don't generally let support um, they don't let crew come in transition into the actual transition areas with the athletes. But since I'd already paid them my money, <laughs> and you, I was technically an athlete. Right. Um, and so I kind of snuck into the bike transition area because I was taking your bike anyways. Um, but they had to check me like four times. But I'm right. glad I did because, yeah, you were having a hard time even getting your shoes on. It was it was bad. Yeah. And it just got worse. Very, very bad. So you're blocked off for COVID. It, I didn't feel like it was weird. They're still handing us our waters on the bike because uh, I thought that we weren't they weren't going to do that. Um, it wasn't too big a deal on the run for the uh, on at the aid stations because they would do what they need to do and put it out for you. Although, again, a lot of the stuff I was used to seeing, they just they didn't have. Um, so that's another thing I'd recommend. Just what, whatever you need on your pack races, your own stuff. pack your own stuff. Don't just don't anticipate. They're going to have the goose that they're going to have. There was no chicken broth, no goose, um, nut bars. I don't get this. Like if you have a bar that's, you know, it's just like all nuts held together by like some sort of sugar. Like, no, you need carbs. It's not straight nuts. Um, Those are just hard to chew when you're tired. Yeah no no sandwiches or anything like that which makes it part of the the adventure you know everything's just different and that's that's actually why i have enjoyed going to 
Uh, well, I guess I've only gone to Mexico for the Guadalajara marathon, but it's kind of interesting to see how other people do this. Other, other places put on these events. So but I do have a feeling that because there were, there still were crowds. I don't know if you felt this, but there were still spectators all through. And I feel like that wouldn't have happened in the States, even for no, a lot of natives, mm-hmm. even when you're on your bike, you do go by some places where it seemed like, families and their kids yeah, were, were out, out and they're cheering on so that that was pretty cool and it, from what i gathered this is their main event this is their big deal like hey we've got this big iron man event coming in fact one thing i thought was really cool also because kelly we looked at this isn't this the only iron man event in full iron man event in mexico, in mexico yeah they have a 70.3 they have a 70.3 monterey and i know they have a new one starting in acapulco Which, um, is that 2021 supposed to be okay i might have to you might have to do it if i decide that triathlon is not for me you have to do it you can crew me on that i have always wanted to go there too and you've told me some stuff about it but it's the only iron man in mexico um when you're on the main drag in posters they have pictures of mexican triathletes that have gone and done done these events before and so it seems like it's the kind of thing where the community will rally around the event specific mexican triathletes and that was really cool too because i feel like at least places i've been i don't know if people even know uh that the ironman's going on maybe or or i'm sure they figure it out once the road's blocked off and they're probably cursing but here it was something that was very much anticipated and i think people are looking forward to seeing you know their their countrymen and their their, you know fellow or their country's triathletes come to their town so that was really cool to see it was really cool to see. And going back to Guadalajara, like that marathon was outside of the rock and roll in Las Vegas was the most like rock and roll roll worthy marathon I've ever been a part of. Yeah, I think it was MTV nuts. dance party. That's a marathon. Um, it was cool. That was way cool. And what was really cool with that, almost all of their main drags and their uh, roundabouts that have big sculptures or something significant the marathon's on that and that's 100 percent closed off I've I mean, heard... these things are such a great way to see where you're at oh absolutely there's no better way yeah. i mean even if you're not if uh, iron man triathlon is like yeah no way if you run a 10k in a town you're visiting you're gonna see way more than you would if you like go to the local bar and then go to the statue or museum that oh absolutely you know. well kelly even said in cozumel you ran you ran a marathon ran didn't a marathon. you yeah i saw and you had a lot. chance to see some neighborhoods yeah they've what, got some right? natural gas plants there's some really cool neighborhoods lots of iguanas i saw a really rad um uh cemetery which is my favorite of course you know the ocean i mean you got to you got to see the entire the then, entire yeah the southern uh, half of the island yeah there's a, no road in the northern half which but, is weird. That's where they keep the body. <laughs> Maybe. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I know it's even, um, Kelly, you've done this as well. And then we've done this together. We'll, if we're visiting a new place, sometimes we'll, hey, let's go run 10, 13 miles or something. Yeah. You, you choose like a zigzaggy path or you, Maybe. In Key West, I got to run by a guy whacking off well, next to Ernest Hemingway's house. I mean, you're not going to see that. Can that a little more often than I think she anticipated over the course of her life? <laughs> um, but yeah, I now I don't know if people appreciate it because I've gone to 
tourist destinations and then just sweating profusely like can i get a ticket to go through or you know like no my favorite like, is your uh, usual can okay. i use your bathroom you're just well, dripping in sweat you probably look like you're on bath salts my my favorite is when you have the headband i am on. sometimes <laughs> oh the headband where my ears are tucked in so my headphones won't pop out because <laughs> yeah. my ears are so shaped dripping oddly in sweat with your face can i use your bathroom i'll buy something that is my go-to, and I had to use that the other night. You did. I need and to go back kind. and we need to go back buy and have a dinner. dinner from some Italian buy place. Buy me dinner. Yeah, buy you dinner there, and, and yeah, treat you. I'm treating them to say thanks for let me for blowing, blowing up, up the your bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can we talk about the run? Just yeah, no, no, totally. For a minute, because um, so. Okay, remind me again. So the run was an outback, outback, yeah, outback, right? So the, the run, everything here is in threes, apparently. Yeah. So you got three loops on the bike, three of the, the runs. So when you start on the run, you're just north of the finish line. You're still in a town. And you're in the town. So you're going down the main street, and you're going to go up about four and a half miles. You go to where they go to harvest organs. Like, there's well, the, yeah. nothing You veer off. There. There's no lights. There's you go no... by the airport that you wish you'd flown into. Right. And then you keep... And this was the thing that I wasn't happy about. But again, it comes with the territory where I was at. Because then there's no sidewalk. And then there's places where there's rocks. And I did roll an ankle um oh yeah so that, it goes that was to, frustrating to non-paved yeah or where it's choppy pavement uh -huh. like a paved square and it's then there's mexican nothing. pavement yeah yeah there's actually some mexican roads we've seen where they don't pave the whole thing just where your tires would literally be yeah so it, it's kind of like that um so i had to yeah that, that was interesting it's the northern half of that and you go so the, the hard part was they had the entire what was considered a road blocked off. So I'm trying to take a taxi to find him on, you know, and Iron Man does such a great job with their GPS. Like you can pretty much live track him. I'm generally going to get there if it shows he's past me a little bit. Usually still I'll be OK. Um, but trying to get to him where these taxis they're more than accommodating but they're trying to like zigzag through runners i mean this is <laughs> <laughs> what you would experience in the states and so i took a taxi well twice and then the, uh nope just the one time and then i was just kind of okay fine clint and i found you at the first the first time i found you was at the turnaround and you weren't speaking coherently <laughs> no not at all i was so scared for you and at that time the only saving grace was like the sun had gone down you had already ditched your water bottles at this point and i think you were confused like where'd your water bottles go i threw them away yeah you're like Why? they were heavy they're heavy I'm like, what do you mean they were heavy i'm like when was the last time you drank something oh there's something every mile and i'm like but are you drinking it and that's I another thing to show <laughs> it's like it's like trying to talk to a drunk person at this point yeah no that's a good good way of putting it and but it, you can't run away again as much as i had been to. drinking to try to hydrate i didn't urinate for the first time till like mile 90 on the bike and well then, and that's when you worry about what's it called where you drink and drink and drink you can't pee you're not your electrolytes are getting all thrown off Mm -hmm. Come on, Dr. Timberman. Uh, you're putting What's me on the spot. Called? I'm trying to think what you're... It's not edema. It is like that. 
Are you referring to hyponatremia, where you have a higher concentration of water than sodium that is considered healthy and can be very, very dangerous? Bam! The Midnight Club Tip of the Week. How to avoid hyponatremia. According to Matt Fitzgerald of Active.com, drink sports drinks when on a prolonged run or otherwise long endurance activity. Don't force yourself to drink more than you're thirsting for. Drink at a comfortable, natural rate, which is between 4 and 6 ounces every 12 to 15 minutes for most runners engaging in vigorous exercise. Also, learn your sweat rate. Weigh yourself without clothes immediately before and immediately after a run that mimics the conditions, pace, temperature, etc. of your upcoming event. Don't drink during the workout and keep it reasonably short to minimize dehydration. Divide your weight loss in ounces by the workout duration in hours. Thank you, Matt Fitzgerald, and that is your Midnight Club Tip of the Week. But that, because it can mess with your salt so much that uh, you can't, Yeah, your electrolytes are just so off that you're Very true. I don't even think I urinated on the, the run. That's crazy. So, which shows again how horribly I was dehydrated. And again, like, yeah, I feel like shows how horrible of a job i did but i i I was i felt like i was drinking constantly and taking electrolyte electrolyte tablets constantly and you're you're better than most i went on what six mile run last night didn't even take water with me (laughs) yeah although and that's that's the thing i i didn't really start taking water or food anything with me until i started getting to longer distances because i realized when you're running five to eight miles around town, especially at night. By the time you really are going to start to dehydrate or go hungry or need nutrition, you're done. Your run's done. You know, I'd always take things on a bike ride. Time, maybe not food, but hydration. I do believe that it pays, plays a big role in recovery. Oh, absolutely. I, I recommend it. I mean, I, yeah. I took some water with me the other night. Um, but, you know, a lot of people I've talked to that have really only run, three to five miles at a time, you know, that's something they do after work. They usually don't have anything with them. Mm-hmm. And then um, they get into longer distances and, and realize they do. And maybe they take it with them on their shorter distances. Well, so. you decided you didn't need anything with you because you were, you know, three quarters of the way through with Iron Man. And why take it? It was weighing things? me down. It was weighing I was me worried down. about being all I knew mentally is like, got to stay under 17. So I look at my watch. Okay. 15 and a half. 15 and a half minute miles. Okay, 16. 16. And yeah, that's all I was going through my head. So. I mean, he was cruising. He was walking cruising. Yeah. <laughs> and Let's, uh, I don't think he realized I was even I wasn't there. Usain Bolt. Uh, yeah, I was definitely more speed walker. But then he found ever a seen friend. Almost live. What was your friend's name? Oh, there, I mean, actually, there was a couple. The one that you, when you were there, mm-hmm. uh, Tom. It also sucks when they're like, hey, are you on, are you on your third lap? Or are you on your second lap? I'm, I'm on my, my first lap. Oh. Yeah, I wish I was on the second lap with you, but well, they became BFFs, uh, and I just, um, he didn't seem right. Like Clint didn't seem right, and so 
I just trailed him. <laughs> well, no and then you disappeared. And then I was worried. Actually, it's kind of funny because then I worried like, oh, is Kelly mad? Because I wasn't Why paying attention be to her. I'm just man. trying to go. And I'm so delirious. So as I'm talking to him, I keep thinking, like, I, I, I bet my girl feels like she's being dissed. Why did I diss my girl? No, I'm just um, like back about 50 yards, making sure that he doesn't keel over and die. But he Well, what added to that, remember when I rounded the first and then like, I finally, you know, I had enough juice in my phone. I'm like, that's when I said, I'm going to go till I pass out or vomit, but I don't see you. There's and then no I did reception. see you You're on the, at this restaurant. Okay. This so day. this is what <laughs> like, happened. I dissed her and she's mad at me. She's so when we got back into civilization, cause again, you, where the turnaround is, there's nothing out there. So I'm walk, I walk the four miles back into civilization behind you, making sure you're not killing over while you're making your new best friend. And then once you were back to civilization, I was like, okay, shit, he needs stuff. So I went and found a restaurant so I could get you something. And so I found this restaurant that had pizza. And so I was ordering him pizza. And yeah, did I have a glass of wine while I was waiting for the fucking pizza to get cooked? Yes. But... I look over and he's, you sound like he's, Elaine from Seinfeld. he's running pat. Well, at this point you were kind of jogging along, but you're running past me and I'm like on this roof deck with the pizza. And I'm like, hi, honey, go. And uh, oh, then I took the second, the second taxi. Because uh, like, I still had to pay. I couldn't run out with the pizza. Yeah, and you, you had pizza for me when I finished. So then... At least you weren't like the girl with that guy earlier. Like, you need to stop right now like the, and get up here with me. I just like that after all we've been through, and I do realize that you were not your right self, that you thought that I was going to be like, you know what? I've had enough of this shit. I'm going to go enjoy my vacation now. Later. <laughs> Yeah, which I do. Enjoy what your I friend do. Tom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your new best friend. I, I didn't think anything of it. I mean, I think we're both wired like this. We're like, I don't want to ruin that other person's good time. Like, sure, go live it up. Yeah. I'm just out here. No, I was just trying to get some actual food in you because I thought because you were like, I can't stomach these goos. You wouldn't take anything out of your drop bag. So that was another thing. You're like, I was like, oh, or your special needs bag. You're like, oh, I have a special needs bag. So I went and grabbed that. I'm they were letting uh, spectators go, or at least oh, your crew I go. Oh, I wasn't taking any shit. I'm like, it was, they, the guy was like 15. I'm like, what was uh, your number? They. What was your number? Three. Uh, 908. Oh, 908. I'm like, 908. And he was kind of looking confused. I'm, I like point to it and basically just grabbed out his hand. I'm like, gracias. Well, I had sandwiches yeah, and then... Um, chicken soup broth but you weren't eating any i tried it because the thing is is when i did take some of that that chicken noodle soup and i would drink just the broth like i almost vomited right there yeah and like, oh. yeah and you said that your stomach wasn't right which that was the first time that it happened to you um during an event and so that's why i was getting the pizza um and you didn't even want that you ended up you ate it, it was yeah it was it, it wasn't my day let's put it that way so yeah the bow out a little little after what the 14 mile mark yeah i made you promise though i said you are leaving it all here i mean there was no way at that point that you were going to finish on time and you said that you would have no regrets about it so yeah it was all on me i mean of course it's easy as you start to rehydrate you know eat like oh man could have gotten it could i not done it got it i think for me what had happened is because the, the first one, you know, 
We don't have to get into it right now when they had these hard cutoff times, the Iron Man, uh, Boulder. Still holding a grudge? Kind of, well, they were no, supposed to have these rolling good. starts and rolling uh, cutoff times. So I got in the water an hour after the Iron Man started. So I should have had until, well, I, I should have had actually till 1 a.m. Um, and, you know, you told yes. me, hey, you're projected to finish yeah. at 12, 13 a.m. But what happened is... I miss this hard cutoff time and they like, so when they come, it, it's, it's being on the walk of shame and have someone point out that you're on the walk of shame because they come up, Hey, you know, I need to take your little tracker thing and you can finish it, but we're going to take down all the works, uh, aid stations, turn off all the lights and it's almost, and it's it, 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 everything about it. Just, it just kind of sucks. I think in my mind, it was like, look, I don't need some asshole to tell me that I'm not finishing this on time. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go until I just know I'm for sure mathematically eliminated doing the math in my head. I was going to miss by, you know, miss it by a half hour. So that my thought at the time was I'm going to do this on my own terms. And I, I did, I went until I, I just couldn't go. get to that speed that I needed and screw it. Let's go. Let's enjoy the rest of the night. What we have here in Cozumel. That's what was going through my head. Um, and I'm, I'm still okay with it. Because still looking back, I really had no business getting past that second loop on the bike. Absolutely not. Well, so, you and you had no business running. That was I've never seen it like that. And and then I got there, and uh, and I look at my watch. It took me eight hours and four minutes. And to me, I'm like, I'm an hour and four minutes behind of what I wanted. And it's just like shit. And then it's like, well, I I'm completely just spent. Um, yeah, you already you looked good coming into that transition, but you know, trying to get your shoes on and get you out to start your run, I could tell that mentally you're already kind of at like maybe a little heat stroke or dehydration or something. You you already were starting to sound kind of out of it. I needed people to tell me where to go. Yeah. Like, follow the course. What are you talking about, jackass? Like, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. it, it, it was crazy. And it looked like, like, okay, if I can average under 17 minute miles, which I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, yeah, no brainer for me, uh, averaging that after being just so completely exhausted on, on the bike, I mean, the, the swim went pretty well, but still at that point, um, I thought, Hey, there's no way. And then I thought, okay, I'm just going to go until actually I, I said i was going to go until i pass out or, or vomit <laughs> and so i just started going the, the weird thing is though is i saw someone that looked kind of like kelly in one of her uh her summer mexican dresses that she has and like going by i started i was about to be like i started actually say kelly is that you who's this guy what's happening what do you and then realize oh that's not them and then people like keep going like which way well that way and then some people, I think I remember saying, like, I don't know what planet I'm on. Um, and then I threw away my water bottles that I had in my my fanny pack because they were big and bulky. They did have it set up where I could just take a smaller water bottle that they give you and then drink that and toss it. So I did shed some weight doing that. And then I just kept going. And then I got to the point like, OK, I'm going to go until I'm mathematically mathematically eliminated. Um, I did make it past the half marathon part i was on mile 14 but then it, it just i could not go i was then i started averaging 18 19 20 minute miles um the thing is though looking back at that though when i when i added it up I, you know i looked at my actual time is because my watch wouldn't give me an, an actual running time and then the app that kelly was telling me it can be delayed i think it would have still been neck and neck as far as finishing and then of course it's like 
well, shit, should have kept going. Um, and so I, I felt okay at the time because it was like, I gave everything I could out there. And in many ways, I really had no business racing that day because my whole race season got shot. I wasn't on my normal routine getting ready. And, and that's, I guess that's one thing I want to emphasize too, that sure. There's a lot of excuses and reasons of, you know, why I didn't perform as well that day. Um, but it, there's always something that I could have done better. You know, I, 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 Hey, I could have trained a little more. I could have done, uh, just a little bit better in the, the preparation. It's like they say that the separation is the preparation. So I don't, rather than sitting here, look at excuses. It's more, I'm still glad I went out and performed. I know what I could have done better, even with the shutdown. Um, and I'm definitely glad I did it, but that kind of brings us, I think even to transitioning now, here we are at the new year in what, you know, what, what we expect, what we want for this upcoming new year. Um, and Kelly, I guess I'll just start with where you're at in that as you look at 2021 coming up. What are you looking forward to? Aside from the obvious, let's open the world back up. Let's get COVID defeated. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, for me, I have uh, I have the Ironman Oceanside in March. And then I have the Ironman. Um, what did they actually call it? It's in Panama City. Is it um, Ocean? Well, Ironman in the Redneck Riviera or the Panhandle of Florida after that. And I've got the Des Moines 70.3 and uh, also the New York City Triathlon. And then still Mount Tremblant in November. And then the Washington 70.3. But, you know... I was thinking about right before we started recording, it's like, you know, this still is the midnight club. It's not the 1 a.m. club, not the 2 a.m. club, not the breakfast club, although that's a great club to be a part of. Um, so this year, I'm kind of hoping to redeem myself. I, you know, want to try to do the Tippleman again. I, f I feel like a lot of our recordings are where, you know, somehow I've come just short. And so for me personally, I want to, either if it's a new course, to set these goals and accomplish them, or if I'm going to go back and redo something, and hopefully I can redeem myself um, for some of the things that you know I maybe came close, but you know wasn't able to accomplish. I'm still debating if I uh, want to do Ironman Cozumel. I'm still thinking of hey, they'd be right after the race season. Hopefully things will go better this year. I'm scared as hell of those headwinds, um, but part of me is wondering like hey, you know how good would it feel if I can go back and and, and accomplish it and do better. So that's, that's what I've got coming up from this year. Of course, there's a whole slew of other things to, to figure out and to, um, you know, to get going for myself personally, but that's always the challenge. I feel like with these endurance events and these endurance races is fitting in what essentially equals a, a second job almost into your daily life. And yeah. so I just hope to be able to do a better job of, um, doing enough for myself, for work, for those I care about, and then in this sport to where I can definitely have a more successful 2021. Um, cool. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Any, any other things this year for yourself, Kelly, that you... No, I mean, I definitely have... Cozumel was a turning point for me where it's like, okay, my anxiety of open water is not going away. Um, I've now been working on it for quite some time and what I'm doing in the pool does not translate <laughs> into open water. Um, 
I do want to say real quick too, this is a very legitimate thing. I, I see Kelly swim two hours at a time in the pool. No big deal. This is a, I also know someone else who cannot fly in airplanes and she now, if she goes cross country, she's in now able to take a train. So this isn't something that's just like, Oh, I don't but it was, it was a big it. realization. This is now, you know, the third time that I got to kind of see your journey. Um, and I like being support, you know, I, I like, cheering you on making sure you're eating making sure you're you know drinking seeing if you and you you were very good whatever um you know while you were out there i was also able to run a marathon so i got to at least see the island i know that my passion is more running and i've really neglected it over this last year trying to focus more on like my fear and anxiety over swimming and maybe even you know biking even though i only got out a couple of times but even on a spin bike, I spent way more time than I ever have before. Um, so I I am signed up for Ironman, um, Texas, and I think that's kind of my final shot. I've given Ironman quite a bit of my funds, <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm on more T-shirts without actually completing one than maybe anyone. I don't know. I should check that I don't out. Know what the record is. Um. So that's definitely going to be my final yes or no on that and i'm okay with that um i wanted i i definitely want to gear push more towards uh ultra um trail running um where we were supposed to climb rainier this year that obviously got canceled because of covid so we are going to be climbing mount rainier um you know and that kind of makes for for a full full push sure sure you know no and i i really think there's a lot to be said for that i i i don't know sometimes when i try to articulate this if you think i'm full of hot air or just given the cliches but either you 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 can overcome something um which i think is separate than if something you if you don't enjoy like i i really think that we expose ourselves to activities and if there's something you just find you're not liking then then hey don't do that find something else you really like and go for it I believe it was um, actually Eddie Vedder. I think uh, two albums ago, they had this little video blurb, and a friend of his, I just said, "Hey, Eddie, I, I don't. I'm thinking about trying to paint. I don't know if I'm if I really like painting. You know, what do you think?" And he's like, "Go go get some stuff. Do a hundred paintings. See what you think of it. If you enjoy it, keep going. If you don't, you give it a shot." And I think that if this is able to. For you, if you realize, I don't think I really just enjoy trying to do these things or wanting to do these things, but you'll find you just love trail running. Well, then go be the best trail runner that you can be. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is an accomplishment right there. Yeah. So well, a lot of a lot of stuff on the slate for 2021, you know, at the same time, like, you know, hey, life's short. So make the most of it. Make it tipalicious. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. we've made the, you try to make the Tippleman, you know, triathlon, but we thought about the Tippleman ultras, you know, something where. Yeah, I'd really like to get into race directing, too. I feel like with being on both ends, like racing and then also mostly support, I, I feel like we could make some pretty kick-ass courses. And Absolutely. Well, the one thing that. Uh, and way better aid stations. Oh, uh, that's that's the thing too. And, well, you know, back into what I've talked about with Kelly being 
really, really good as far as support and crew. Even when I had tried to do the really difficult Tippleman last summer or other times, having Kelly there to be able to, hey, drink this, eat that, keep it going, that made all the difference in the world. And I know that there's the difference between if you're self-supported um, or if you're going solo for ultra runs, because that is more difficult if you bring your stuff versus if you have a crew. And it, it kind of depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Um, the one thing that I think we've even thought about as far as races is that there's all these cutoffs and deadlines and I, I get why they're there. I mean, there's you know several reasons why I can think why they have them. But at the same time, there might be some people that, hey, I still want, regardless of the time, I, I want to be able to accomplish this. In fact, I never ran track. And so when I'm running around the neighborhood or whatnot, I've never run for a time. It's more, hey, I want to be able to go six miles. I want to go 10 miles. And that that's my goal. And so we'd even thought about something where you maybe you do it. We were thinking of calling it on time, maybe my time. If you did it a little longer rather than having to say, hey, you know, in, in in the same vein as 2020 like hey you there go fuck yourself get off the course fuck off get out of here you know we want to say like hey good job hey you finished you know well the people the there at the last little bit of the course they're the one the ones that need it the most but they have the most grit i mean it takes a lot of it's true it takes a lot of humility <laughs> and a lot of grit to be on the course longer than anybody else oh, it doesn't absolutely. matter if it's a 5k or a 200 miler if you're the last motherfucker out on the course it doesn't feel good mentally and physically you're hurting worse because guess what you've been doing it longer <laughs> oh absolutely i mean i take nothing away from the people finishing first but they're more efficient they're more in shape well then when you get the people that you know you're you've got nine hours to finish something you do it in nine hours you've now had to go longer uh, like you said there's more grit there's a there's a lot you know a lot to it it's just it, it's different and it's really difficult in its own right at the same time there's a lot to be said for that hence this podcast so yes. i i don't know i'm nervous for a lot of things come up here in uh 2020 i'm 2020. excited for goodbye oh, 2020 goodbye. See, we're I, not doing a repeat i feel like 2020 is going take to it go back forever um it's 2021 let's put 2020 in the rearview mirror um but there's a lot of good things to accomplish and i'm nervous and excited and we'll see where it takes us anything else you want to add to that kelly hmm no no okay um no i just want to say adios 2020 yeah <laughs> and i'm giving hopefully hopefully 2021 brings more races enough with this virtual shit but by virtual shit i mean it's great for the people who love it but for the people who need need the the physical races let's hope there can be a scenario where if you have kids maybe they were in school oh, and you had a chance to what was that? fit in a run. We're or, in a room right your, now your hiding are, out. <laughs> we, we literally are. Or maybe it's a Saturday and kids are visiting somebody else and you can do your thing. Friends? Or trade off. Like, yes. Let's just hope we can get back to what, what we were used to. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of tired of saying the new norm or old norm or norm who knows what the norm will be. The but white privilege over here just got his first dose of the uh, vaccine. So chin chin. Hey, being white had nothing to do with it, Fuente. <laughs> Maybe being a doctor did. But, you know, that gives me a little bit of hope. And that little bit of hope 
should translate into the gym instead of down a wine bottle or into those Christmas cookies that the kids left yes. out. So 2020. I hope we can be us. in attendance at a hockey game <laughs> talking about how I struggle at a race while watching something live and eating and enjoying ourselves. And then nightcap at a piano bar. That would kick ass. Yep. We should record an episode from that. From I that. like it. Let's right, do right it. Right on top of the piano. Fabulous Baker Boy style. Even if no one invited us on the stage and someone else is supposed to be playing. If if this happens, you can play the ditty and I will sing in my magical voice that everyone loves. Yes. Right on. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, for Clinton Scott's Timmerman. Wait. <laughs> just room. Just mess I, I think it's supposed to be for Kelly Tip, but I'm like, well. This episode is going about how 2020 is. Yes, has gone. it is. Thank so, you know God what? Whoever's out there struggling, we're with you. We are with you. We see you. It will get better. Can't get worse, right? Oh, dear God. I've also learned never say, it could never get worse. What could happen? <laughs> Famous last words. We're going to be here next year recording how shitty 2020 was, aren't we? <laughs> Stay strong, my Stay friends. Stay strong. On that note, I am Clinton Timmerman. I'm Kelly Tipple. Keep rocking it, Midnight Club. <laughs>